We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. But again, forget about him. We have another guest on today. I'm extremely excited about this one. Author of, what's it called again? I, I'm, I'm blanking on it. What's it's it called? It's Hidden Ball Trick, volumes one and two out of, well, probably three if we ever get there. Yes. You guys will definitely. Jim Passan, everybody. You guys know him from Twitter. Um, I'm extremely excited to get this going. He is the stat man. Him and him, both Jeremy Frank. I, I love, like, you guys, honestly, were, like, kind of the beginning of, of baseball Twitter, in a sense, I think. You know, like, I mean, now it's kind of evolved craziness. But, yeah, I think you guys were really, like, you know, the, the ones who invented baseball Twitter, statistically speaking. You know, I think it's you guys did, you guys both do a fantastic job. So, how you doing? I appreciate you guys having me on. I appreciate the kind words. I know there was a few people before us. Uh, we, uh, when Jeremy and I first got on, we uh, we ran with Hardball Stats. Was uh, at the time one of the big names on Twitter doing baseball stats. Uh, he's not doing it so much anymore. He went back to to work, I guess, and stopped playing around so much. But I mean, uh, yeah, it's 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 been a great run, man. Uh, Jeremy and I knew each other at about a hundred followers apiece, and. Uh, and went from there. I think he's outpaced me on followers since then, just a little bit. But um, yeah, no, it's a fun time, man. I love this hobby. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely blast. And like I said, it's, I, I appreciate you jumping on and talking with us. I know we're all extremely busy and, and you know, just you take the time out of your day and, and, and talk a little baseball. I know we're going to talk some Angels baseball and just baseball in general. So thank you for that. Appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, and um, first off, go ahead and just plug everything um, as as well, Jim. Plug uh, Twitter, the book, anything. We're going to get to the book as well, but plug anything you want, man. I, I mean, yeah, you can basically follow me on uh, on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Passon Jim, P-A-S-S-O-N-J-I-M. I am not at Jeff Passon. That guy, he only tweets just to get people to retweet, right? I mean, I actually care about my followers, that guy. Not so much, right? But uh, you don't get you don't get hacked like he does. 
He wasn't the guy who got hacked on the biggest day in baseball history. (laughs) (laughs) Right? We haven't had this crazy lockout situation or a work stoppage in forever. And then the guy that we're all waiting for all of a sudden becomes an NFT account, a fake NFT account, right? Uh, Yeah. Bonkers, man. Yeah. So I'm glad I'm not popular enough for that to happen to me. That's good. So, but uh, yeah, no bonkers. But yeah, that's not me. Don't follow that guy. You probably already are, but whatever. And then, uh, yeah, other than that, I wrote, two books with jeremy frank you might know him as mlb random stats the creator of the wardle game now out there right the um yeah we wrote two books you can find them on amazon they're self-published uh, volumes one and two. First book gets uh from 1876 up through 1919 it gets into the dead ball era then uh, the second book gets you from 1920 through the 1969 season, uh, basically the first half of the live ball era. And then uh, we're working on book three, but it's going real slow between my job and uh, Jeremy's school and all the other extra work that he's got to do with baseball reference and going to be working for the Astros. So he's got a pretty full schedule. So the third book's taking a while, but we'll get there one of these days. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll get onto the book here uh, in a little bit. I've, not really questions, but we, we I do want to jump into it and, and talk about the book for sure. So, um, Nate, I didn't forget about you. How are you doing? I am here. No, I'm excited for this one. This is going to be fun. No. Uh, always, always excited. Baseball's back. So this is going to be, this is definitely going to be a fun one. Yeah, of course. And if, uh, if you live under a rock, we do have baseball back. Spring training is, is working its way um, to a thing. Yes, I know. I'm excited for some for spring training and to see who is in the best shapes of their life uh, heading into spring here. I already saw Noah Syndergaard and Michael Lorenzen. They look yoked, as always. Those two biggest dudes in, in baseball. And you add Shohei Otani to the mix. That's a scary rotation for the Angels. We'll get to the Angels rotation in a bit. I know we want to talk about that. Had some trades go down. I think we got some maybe some complaining to do. I know I've seen a lot of complaining on social media, and that I know is what Angels fans love to do. Um, but first, since I figured, again, we have some stat guys here. Nate's a stat guy. Uh, Jim's a stat guy. I'm a big stat guy as well. All three of us are stat guys. Uh, we'll get into some rapid fire because, like I said, I always like to start uh, with a guest with some rapid fire. But let's do some baseball trivia first and see if you guys, you know, kind of know what's going on here. I'm going to kind of put you guys on the spot here. So, um, who led MLB and WRC Plus last year, guys? <laughs> I got, got you guys okay. thinking here. I, 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 I got, I'm ready for my guess. I, I have a guess too, but go ahead. What do we got? Uh, I'm going to go with Bryce Harper. All right, Nate? I'm going to go Vlad Guerrero Jr. All right, Bryce Harper, 170. Good oh. try. I think, I think uh, Vlad Jr. was number two, though. So, but Bryce okay. Harper is there. Um, again, another question from 2021. Who led the MLB in innings pitched last year? Zach Wheeler. Oh, yes. That's exactly good, it. Good job. That Nate, one I knew right away. You refrain. We're going together here. Oh, man. That was such a big <laughs> argument, man, between you know, Cy Young for him versus uh, I, Woodruff, right? He, so. he should have won it, but you know, we won't get into that. Yep. I'm a big Zach Wheeler fan. I, I'm, I'm with you guys. I think I had Zach Wheeler as, as my vote as well. I got I forgot what it was, though. I don't get a vote, but um, let's go. Last five years, since 2016, so we're going to you know kind of push this a little bit here. Who has the lowest ERA in baseball? Don't tell. Don't jump off here, Nate. I need yeah, you to yeah. Fair guess. All right. All right I, I, I've got a guess. All right, Jim, what do we got? I think it's Jacob DeGrom. Nate? That was going to be my guess as well. Yeah, I think it's too easy. I think I got you guys too easy. I just went. I went simple here. I went simple with these. All right. Uh, two more questions here for you guys. 
since 2016, so over the last five years. Who leads the league in WRC plus? Can make a little easy one here. I'm, I think I've got my guy. Yeah, same. That's what we got. Go ahead, Nate. Mike Trout. That's my guy too. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. We're good. All right. Now, last twenty years since two thousand and one, who leads Major League Baseball in Fangraphs WAR? I got my guy. This is gonna be a tough one for Nate because I think he thinks he knows, but I don't think he actually knows. Uh, yeah, because I, I I have a guy and I don't think this is the right answer, but uh, Jim, go thing. ahead first. Got... Over the last twenty years, right? Yes. Since uh, Albert Pools. No, you can't double think. Man. Uh, yeah, because I was going to say Barry Bonds, and that's not the right answer. No, it's not. It's it's Albert Pujols, of course. Yeah, it I mean, is. Look at this. We can't go against it a stack is. guy. No, it <laughs> is. Five for five. They're fantastic. I love it. Those that's silly cool. names all the way always end up at the top of the list. That's it's fine. true. I thought it was actually Mike. I thought it was going to be Mike Trout when I looked it up. I really did. I was like, mm-hmm. I think it's Trout. I really do think it is. And then I was like, oh, Albert Pujols. I didn't expect that. I thought it might be A Rod or something. A Rod second. Yeah, so A Rod. A Rod would have been. Good one, too. Bonds is, was right before then, too, if it was, like, 94. Yeah. Well, yep. we went 20 years, not 25 years. Good job. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, Pujols is one I remember fairly well. Uh, April, I, I believe it's April 15th, 2001 was his – or, wait, April 2nd, 2001 was his debut. I remember it being the same debut that uh, Ichiro Suzuki had, except Ichiro was, like, six or seven years old. That, right? Yeah, that's, so. that's, like, a very similar debut to, like, the Trout and Bryce Harper one, too. Like, that's the last time you had two yeah. big dudes like that. I think they both debuted on very similar days. Um, if I'm not mistaken, and you had Trout, and, or you had Ichiro, who's going to be a Hall of Famer, and then Pujols, who's going to be a Hall of Famer now. So that's pretty cool. I, that's kind of interesting to think about. I'm sure that hasn't happened all that often. So let's get on to a little rapid fire down for Jim here. Like I said, like start it off, get some rapid fire. So let's keep going here. Um, F war or B war? Uh, <laughs> I'm a B war guy, right? right? It's uh, it is it is flawed in its certain ways, but its researchableness, I guess would be the word I'd have to use, making that up. Uh, it, it, is, it makes things a lot easier on me. So I live in that world, but I definitely understand the F4 argument. In fact, I get, I get bashed pretty good if I'm not using F4 for pitchers. So I, guess, I don't blame them. It makes sense. I guess technically it's R war. I don't know what technically yeah. R war or B war baseball I, reference war, fan graphs war for those of you guys who, yes. So, all right, cool. B war, B war. I like it. Um, start one, sit one, and cut one. Baseball savant, fan graphs, and baseball reference. You're starting one. You're cutting one. You gotta, you gotta sit one. Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> that is unreal. That's not fair at all, right? Start one, sit one, and cut one. Uh, I, I, if I, if I'm doing that, I'm, I'm, I'm easily starting baseball reference. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting the savant, and I'm. Gosh, man, I am a member <laughs> of the fan graphs and I'm wow. cutting them. I, it hurts. I mean, those are, I mean, easily my, I mean, they're my three, they're my three tabs that I got on my screen. I mean, it's my bookmarks, right? I have four bookmarks. There's those three. And then my fourth bookmark is for writing another book, right? That's it. That's all I have. So um, they're by far they're just the greatest uh, resources out there for, for stat junkies like they me. Are. They are. And don't even ask how I came up with that question. It was, I, I had been thinking about what we're going to talk about here and it like today is when it finally started clicking in. So don't even ask how that happened. So yeah, it's um, painful. It's like saying that you want to put together a five man rotation and you want to cut one of the top three starters from it. That's yeah. yeah that's that a one mean hurts. one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So uh, best player in baseball history. Oh, <laughs> 
Wow. Pitcher or offensive player, too. I, I don't care who it is. He could do one of each, too, if that's easier for him. I, I, I mean, this, this one's complicating, right? I mean, you know, due to integration not taking place when integration should have taken place at the very beginning of time, we're, we're kind of – it's great to see what we could have had from Josh Gibson or what we could have had from Babe Ruth or Rogers Hornsby or something to that effect. Um, so, I mean, I'm going to have to lean past 1947, I guess, and, you know, get a little bit farther along. I, it's got to be Willie Mays, just a hair over Hank Aaron for me, but not by much. Love it. Love it. Do you have a picture by chance? Top of your head? I know that's another tough one. If if I'm doing pitcher, I mean, once again, if it's post-integration versus, you know, before, I mean, Walter Johnson's my answer for uh, most unbelievable stats of all time as a pitcher, I believe. But um, and if I've got to go, oh, man, I, I want to say Pedro. I hate Pedro. Just being a Yankees fan, it's hard. Pedro to me is just – he was so dominant in his prime in his uh, – it was a sight to see. I wish I'd have been more of a baseball fan than a Yankee fan when I was watching it. I would enjoy it more today than I did 20 years ago. Love it. Love it. Fantastic. Thank you for answering that one. I know these are tough and I know these are tough. We're going to get a little easier here. Best baseball movie of all time, or hopefully this is a little bit easier. Oof. <laughs> uh, a League of Their Own. Uh, I, okay. I, I think it, it hits everything about uh, what what I love about everybody being able to love baseball. So yeah, pulls at the heartstrings enough. Right. So I do like the funny movies and everything like that. And this one's got a little bit of humor to it, but uh, yeah, the, the story I think has to be better. So think of their own. I think it's the first time we've heard that answer. Uh, mm-hmm. as well, mate. So that's good. good. I like that. Um, and then last but not least favorite base, favorite player now or favorite player growing up. You can say both if you want. Um, Don Mattingly was my guy growing up for the most part, right? Um, when I was as a Yankee fan, he was the guy. Uh, as a pitcher, when I played Little League, I was a side armor. I was pretty close to a submarine side armor. So I was a Dan Quisenberry kid when I was young, mm, right? like it. So those were my two guys growing up. Uh, but right now, uh, if I'm talking to my favorite player right now, I, I think I've probably got to give just the smallest edge to Shohei Otani over Mike Trout right now. I think okay. uh, the enjoyability from watching Otani do what he does uh, is just enough to surpass probably the greatest player that, that might play while I'm alive. So Absolutely. I think we're also forgetting about Mike Trout not playing too. So once he starts playing again, it's going to be like, oh my God, this guy is, this guy is unbelievable. But, uh, but yeah, I can't wait for that. Yeah, he, he is unbelievable. And then final question. I know I had this. I said last question, but um, and this is just a scratch service because I know we can dig super deep on this one. Are you new school or old school when it comes to when it comes to baseball? As weird as that sounds, like I, said, I know we can dive so deep in that. But you said League of Their Own. That's an old school stat. or That's an old school movie. You guys wrote the books on old school stats. Um, but you also like to, you know, baseball savant, the, the new school type of thing. So I'm kind of intrigued as to if you're like more of a new school or more of an old school guy. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, it's probably kind of like my music choices, right? I am uh, a, a wide range. I, I enjoy both. I truly enjoy both. I, I, I totally respect numbers uh, for what they're worth. And so when we're talking just plain run scored or ERA or if we're talking FIP or WRC plus, right? I mean, 
they all have a meaning behind them and the numbers separate the players. Right. And so, I mean, for me, it's just a combination of everything. I would say that I'm more old school than new school. If I had to be forced to pick a side on this tug of war only because I'm more used to it growing up, uh, so, so many years ago through all the baseball cards that I collected in the, the junk era. Um, but I've enjoyed every bit of learning the new school, which has been nice about working with Jeremy on the book uh, or meeting Jeremy in person is that, you know, he was like 14 when I met him. So he was like, he was already new school and he taught me so much more about the game and gave me, you know, the ability to enjoy both sides of it. So yeah, I love them both. I guess if I had to pick a side, uh, 51% old school. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And uh, the one thing that I was told, and I forgot who told me, but um, numbers just back up, you know, what is true or what is false, you know? So you're looking at like, we're in the number, if you want to call it the numbers era, the new school era, whatever it is, you know, those numbers are just backing up the old school era, you know, in a sense. So that, that's, that's the way I like to look at it. And then Nate and I also like to look at it as, you know, there's gotta be a happy meeting. We can't just be new school. You know, we can't just be analytics and we can't just be old school anymore. You got to find that happy medium. So um, that's kind of where we lie. And you know, I appreciate you jumping on the rapid fire with us. So let's get yeah. on to actually, actually the first thing that I want to talk about with you is the book. I said, we we're going to talk about the book. We got to talk about it. So when did this happen? What, what came about that, you know, you guys had, you guys were like, yeah, well, let's write a book about baseball stats. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, uh, I, I guess Jeremy and I were doing a little bit of blogging back in the day, right. For a site that was called baseball on court. It was just a small little blog. I think there was one other guy or maybe two other guys writing on it, but it wasn't getting very many hits or whatever, but that's how we got to know each other. And then it ended up growing to just being okay. Less writing blog, more about the stats being just put out on Twitter. And we were tied to 140 characters for so long. We really had troubles <laughs> trying to, to deliver what we wanted to deliver. And then when it jumped to 280, we were able to tell better stories through tweets. And so it kind of just backed away from writing, right? It just doesn't get the hits that, that you get from Twitter. So, uh, so both of us kind of grew in that, right? I mean, he had the Joey Votto stat that picked him up more followers than I have currently in like a 24 hour period. I mean, it was just a gem of a stat, but we worked together on these on framing them, uh, bouncing ideas off our head about doing stats and stuff like that. And then, yeah, one day, uh, Jeremy hits me up. I mean, he's the one that triggered. He's like, Hey, thinking about writing a book right and he's like you you want in on it he's like well pitch me your idea and he did and i said all right i'm in on it right and let's let's see what it takes and we were gonna write you know 145 years worth of history into one book right and uh we got like i don't know we got like three chapters into this book and we're like wait a minute this book's gonna be like a thousand plus pages thick by the time we're done we can't do that right but uh yeah I mean, he's the one that got it rocking and rolling it was a i mean something for me it was a pleasure to do uh i'm not i mean this is the one thing i always try to tell people i've written more books than i've read in the last 20 years <laughs> i'm a terrible reader and uh and so i'm not a real book person so for me to say yes to it, it was kind of a shock right for me to me um to be able to to actually say I would and then actually to produce two out of the three books so far. Um, yeah. It, it, it just, yeah, it wasn't something that was on my mind. And I think Jeremy for the most part was really looking for something to add to his resume, right? At the time he was still in high school and, uh, and he was looking to impress colleges. He's looking to get internships and stuff like that. And a deeper resume for him would help in that. 
for me, you know, it was a good chance for me to try to flex some of the stat muscle and uh, try to get away from just tweets and, and really do some research and get away from just stats that are happening today, right? Like a lot of the stats you see on Twitter is like, oh, somebody did something. Now we got to compare it to history right now. This forced me to go back and try to find stuff that didn't nobody's called out before or, or very little known. Right. So, um, yeah, it was, that was a challenge for me. It's the same challenge for Jeremy, but it was also a resume builder for him where for me, it was, yeah, something I get to put on my Twitter account that I'm an author now. Right. But, um, more or less it's about learning baseball. That's what I really loved about doing. Mm. So, absolutely. yeah, that sounds like an absolute blast. I mean, uh, did, did you, Obviously, you learned you learned a lot through this book with with old with new well actually with old school baseball in a sense when baseball started. Was there one or two things that it was like, wow, I did not, I really didn't know that, and it was just like mind blowing to you? Yeah, I mean, just I, I, I mean, I, it's hard for me to pinpoint all the things right that we've come across as we've been going through. Right, it's like. I mean, we always knew that there was, you know, there was a time when there used to be five balls for a walk, right? We always knew, you know, if you, if you hear enough stories, you knew that they threw underhand for a while. They didn't throw overhand. We knew that the mound was closer. We knew all sorts of things. But um, as writing the book goes along, especially in those 1800s, that first book, you really kind of get the story put together as you're going through, right? We're, we're learning who the, the Hall of Fame players and the managers and executives are, we're learning the team names, which are flipping like crazy every year. Um, learning the leagues that came into play, right? Because it wasn't just the National League. It was, at the, you know, it was in the National Association at the beginning. Um, then you got the American Association, you know, with the Players League. I mean, it was just a, it was a history lesson through and through. You hear all the rest of the stuff, but it was like putting it all together and getting the timeline in your head. You're like, this is bonkers how, how baseball came to become itself, especially at the turn of the century when it went to American League, National League Baseball. That late, that 1800s run is just amazing uh, learning, right? And then on top of it, we got to do baseball stats like I was live tweeting it or something in the middle of it, it you know, so you get to learn these players and, and who they were and, you know, how short of careers these guys would have and, because some of them would pass away from you know, typhoid. I mean, it's just a, man, the lessons learned, there's so many of them. I'm terrible at trying to pinpoint exactly what they are, but you know, it's, yeah, some, yeah, some great knowledge back there. That's for sure. Yeah. And hey, guys, again, if you haven't, uh, haven't picked up the book or don't even you know, really know what the book is, go, go get the book. Cause it is, it just sounds fantastic. It's not, it's a book that I'm, Honestly, I, I'm, I'm going to pick up all three when you guys are done with them because I knew you guys were going to go like that and read them all. Um, but again, guys, go pick up the book. Like, it's it's fantastic. We've had quite a few writers come on here, um, you know, and, and you know, I got to mention all, you know, them to go get the book. But go get this one. This is super sick. This is um, – I, I forgot. What's the the nine innings? The Is it Bob Costas who does that? No, it's not Bob Costas. There's a giant – there's a long movie it's like 15 hours long or something like that about the whole, about how baseball came to be. I don't know what it was. Oh, I know what you're talking about. about. It, right? Yeah. It's, it's gotta be more in depth. This, this book is more in depth than that. I mean, yes, you can go and watch it, but this book is a hundred percent more in depth than that. And like I said, just, just go pick up the book and get a good read out of it. Um, learn stats and, and it, you know, just goes to a good place. It's a, so. it's, 
it's what we call a good coffee table book, right? Or in some people's cases, the back of your toilet seat book, right? I mean, it's perfect for taking a chapter at a time, digesting what was inside of it, putting your bookmark in it, walking away and picking it up a couple of days later or whatever, and, and just stepping back into another chapter. Every chapter is a year um, of some good history. So yeah, uh, it's, it's definitely one that's hard to just kind of just pound read it, right? I mean, you'd have to love some stats to do that. So, but yeah, definitely pick it up, pick them both up. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and this is a book that I wish that I had when I was younger, because I think you, like I, didn't like to read. I hate read. I hated reading. Didn't like it. Um, even like my teachers, we had like the reading counts, like the point system and such like that. You had to read so many books and take tests on them. I couldn't never pass any of that stuff because I didn't like reading. Like there wasn't anything that I liked to read. Um, I, but my mom would always tell my teachers like, he's always reading. He's always reading. He's reading the back of baseball cards. <laughs> he's reading, he's reading, he's reading sports magazines. He's reading this. He's just not reading books. And I was like, all right, like this, this, this. So I like, this is something I wish, you know, I would have had as a, as a kid too. So fantastic. You know, guys, again, if you haven't done it, go pick up the book. It sounds like a fantastic book. Hey, we, we all got to get it and then, and read it. And, um, speaking of that, I, I got a new house, so I might need some decorations for the table and piss off my fiance a little bit with some baseball stuff. So <laughs> don't do that. Don't piss her off. <laughs> so, fantastic. She'll be all right with it. Let her read it too. She's listening to this, so don't piss her off. Yeah, she might be (laughs) out there somewhere. So we'll make it work. We'll make it work. So let's get on to a little bit of baseball chatter here for you guys. We have, like I said, if you guys have living under a rock, baseball season is starting again. We have a lot of free agents. And I just want to kind of go over those top, the top five free agents on the market right now. And I want to see where you guys think they're going to go real quick. I have five of them off the top of my head here. And we're just going to go one through five here. And I'm interested to know where we all think they are going to go. So let's start off with... Carlos Correa. Um, Jim, I'll start with you. Where do you think he's going? Man, I mean, I'm, I'm a Yankees fan, so I believe that he should be a Yankee. Um, I, I feel like that's probably the landing location. I really do. I, I, think, uh, I think it's just the right fit. I think the money's there, and uh, I think it's probably time to start winning there again. I think the ownership actually there might care about winning, but, I mean, I know the fan base – at least uh, pushing hard enough to try to get him to do something. Um, I feel like he could go there. I just don't feel like Freddie Freeman or Matt Olson are going there. So if they're going to make a splash, it's probably Correa. Yeah. And also speaking of New York, there's another team going out and spending a lot of money too. So I feel like the Yankees have to kind of keep up with them in a sense. You always have to be one up from the Mets, you know, if that makes sense. So Nate, where's he going? Yeah, I'm in agreement with Jim here. I think the Yankees make the most sense. Uh, Carlos Correa's got a big frame. He can move to third base, very similar to Alex Rodriguez type of frame, not player-wise, but frame-wise. Uh, can play shortstop for a couple of years there and move over to third base when uh, Anthony Volpe or some of these young kids get ready to play shortstop for them. Um, and, yeah, I mean, superstar in New York, that's what we want. So. Absolutely. I'm saying he's going to the Angels. I got to go the op- exact opposite. Yeah, you Artie, do that. It makes too much sense. <laughs> Artie Moreno wants to go and spend money and the Angels aren't going to go get pitching. So I'll keep it. We'll keep it. Willie, we'll keep it at that. Let's get down to the next player. Freddie Freeman. Uh, Nate, where's he going? We'll go backwards. I'm going to go back to Atlanta. Um, I think with the luxury tax going up a little bit, it allows the Braves to spend a little bit more and he's going to end up back in Atlanta. If he ends up in LA, I will throw up because I, do not want to see that guy wearing Dodger blue. Uh, so I'm going to say he's back in Atlanta. Jim? 
I, I feel like he's going to end up in L.A. I don't know if it's just the reporting that gets me there but or what, but something makes me feel like, uh, you know, uh, that, you know, he's not young, right? I mean, it, free agency has made a lot of young players old real quick, or not free agency, but arbitration years and, and yeah, having players tied up. Um, I think the Dodgers is a place that if you're looking to try to snag another one, two or three championships on your way out the door before retirement, I think it's a place you go. I think he leans that direction, but you know, in my heart, I hope he just ends up back in Atlanta. That's where he belongs. Yeah. uh, I'll split the difference here on this one. I think he goes to Atlanta. I don't think anything else needs to really be said about that one. I think that it just, like I said, it's a hard thing. You know, I want him, I want him to stay in Atlanta as long as he, as long as possible. I want to see the Chipper Jones thing. I want to see those guys who have been in Atlanta for, long time including Freddie Freeman so uh next oh, guy let's go down to Trevor Story I'll start it off here I think Trevor Story goes to I don't know the Cardinals let's just say the Cardinals on this one Jim where do you think Trevor Story's going oh man that's a tough one because yeah he's not he's not gonna end up in New York if Korea is up in New York right so gosh I'm just looking at my list here it's tough. It's tough because I, I like the landing st- spots start getting less and less when like one of these guys goes. And we saw a couple, um, Andrew Alton Simmons, I think, Jose Iglesias, um, you know, a few, I think a few other guys. Isaiah Kiner Falefa. So there aren't too many landing spots for the shortstops anymore, which is kind of interesting. So I mean, could, I mean, could he be Philly's option? I mean, yeah, I don't. That was one of my two. That was one of my two. I could easily see him going there. Dombrowski wants to spend some money. He wants to win a World Series. That makes sense. Yeah, and Didi's bat just doesn't fit that stadium, right? I mean, yeah, short porch in Yankee Stadium was it's bread and butter for his his bat, right? So, um, but I mean, Didi went night not too bad when the when they get rid of the ship, but that's not this year. So, Nate, I think he's an angel. He's no, he's an angel. Um, he's going to be an angel. He's the shortstop they got to go get if they don't get Carlos Correa. Which, if they get a bidding war with the Yankees, the Yankees are going to win that ten times out of ten. So, I think they they take second place and they take Trevor Story, which is not a bad get. No, absolutely not. So, next one, Chris Bryant. This is kind of an interesting one. Um, Nate, we'll start with you. I think these. This is kind of like I feel like he's only going to go one place, but he could go multiple places. He says that, and I'm going to go with the craziest place of them all. He's going to end up in Seattle. He's going to be a Mariner. That's my prediction. And Jared says he's only going to end up in one place, and I pull Seattle out. So that's hilarious. Jim, where do you think he's going? Yeah, right. I mean, isn't it the Mets that everybody's always chatting with him to, to end up at, right? Um, I, I mean, I love that Seattle pick, right, with Seager out now. Uh, Third base. He can play both is outfield a, spots. He can play first. Like, there's, yeah. there's a lot of potential for him there. It's a lot, right? That that's, wouldn't be a bad landing spot to him. I never really thought about it that way. Uh, I, to me, I, I mean, back in Cubby Blue? I, I don't know. I mean, it feels the same as the Freddie Freeman thing, right? Like, he could go elsewhere, but, I mean, would he? I mean, I, I guess I think Chris Bryant would need – you know, to be convinced to stay in Cubby Blue versus, you know, um, Loveland already being there like Freddie Freeman does with the Braves, I think, just because of how he got treated uh, for his manipulation time, right? So, so I mean, I guess I should probably lean that he would probably leave more than he would stay, but, I mean, it just feels like Brian should still be in, yeah, the Cubs uniform. Yeah. I, 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 it's 
tough. I the Mets are interesting. My one spot was Seattle. I think that he ends up in Seattle at the end of the day. So Nate, you and I, you and I you that's can, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, that's the most like random spot too. Like Seattle to just, say it's an obvious one is crazy. Seattle just makes sense. I think I don't know why. I think they want to go spend money and uh, though like. It wouldn't surprise me at the end of the day if he was in Dodger blue for some reason, you know, like, I, I don't know why, but like the Dodgers make sense. Like he could go anywhere. And no, yeah. Like, oh, that makes sense. Dodgers make plenty of sense. You can yeah. move Turner to second, let Muncie play first. Yeah. You can move Muncie to, to second mm-hmm. and let Turner play first. Like, I, I don't think it's weird though, because the Freddie Freeman, Chris Bryant, Dodger thing, that's not a typical Dodger move. Like they are not giving out five, six year deals to other teams' guys. They're usually giving them out to their own guys and then trying to bring in guys on like two year deals that are like jacked up money that nobody wants to pay. So that's going to be the interesting thing to see if Friedman breaks his normal way of doing things to, to possibly go in a world series. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And again, another weird landing spot, Anaheim, you know, you put them in the outfield, you go trade one of those uh, young outfielders for some starting pitching, and it just makes sense. You know, like I said, it wouldn't not make sense if you went anywhere. You know, like, Can you play shortstop? You probably could. I'm <laughs> just joking. Shortstop. You probably could. So um, last one here for you. I, I didn't know. Like there wasn't really top five. So um, Nick Castellanos, that's my number five guy on this list. I know it's tough. There's been a lot of interesting. He might have already signed for all I know. I don't know. We haven't been on not, Twitter no, for half he's, an hour. So. <laughs> no, I, I've been checking. You're good. All right, so, cool. He's still out there. Fantastic. I have no clue where Nick Castellanos is going. I would At the beginning of the offseason, I would have said Miami. Um, but Derek Jeter left because they're not going to sign Nick Castellanos. That's, I mean, at least from what it sounds like he left. Um, I think there was some rumors about Philly at some point. That makes sense. I, I literally don't know where Castellanos goes. Do you? Does he go to, you know, Boston? Does he go to New York? I don't think there's a spot for New York. Does he go to an NL team in DH? I mean, I don't know. It's, I've got two teams in mind. Go you mentioned it. one. You mentioned one. Philadelphia makes way too much sense. Yep. Pair him with Bryce Harper. Um, be able to separate uh, left, right, left in there and, and make that offense a little bit more dynamic. I think they were, they were lacking some power. Um, the other place would be interesting. He ends up in San Diego. That's my actual prediction is he ends up in San Diego. I think San Diego misses out on Nelson Cruz and they get upset and they just roll out the dough for Nicholas Castellanos and say, play the outfield, DH, whatever. We're trying to win a World Series. We're trying to compete with the Dodgers and the Giants. They are, they are trying to move, and I saw a report, they're trying to move Eric Hosmer and um, Will Myers, too, by the way, down there in San Diego from what yeah. they said. So, And we'll, we'll, tr- we'll move Justin Upton to that same team. I'll take that. <laughs> we'll just put them all on the I'm same in. team. I mean, just throw them all that way. Yeah, so Jim, where do you think he goes, last guy here? Uh, you know, I mean, what if, he, I mean I, what if he ends up in Minnesota, right? I mean, it's a – I mean, there's a need for DH there, right? Um, I think there's outfield time there. Uh, and I think Josh Donaldson at third, right, is probably going to DH a little bit here and there with Miguel Sano. So, you know, I think maybe there's enough playing time there to, to mix up what they've got. And, and we know that the Twins want to be competitive. So I, I don't think it's a bad spot for them. But, boy, yeah, I mean, this is like a – I mean, you could – it's probably easier to just eliminate the, you know, five teams that you know he's not going to and just say the other 25 are all in play. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, 
uh, outfield needs are, are, are pretty much, you know, throughout the league. And now, especially with the DH available um, throughout the NL also, I mean, good bats are, are, are a need no matter where they play. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when it comes to Minnesota, a lot of, a lot of people had Minnesota as a playoff team last year. And I don't think a lot of people are thinking about Minnesota being a playoff team this year. They've already gone out and made some, they've been probably one of the most active teams since the lockout has ended. And, and it's, it's very interesting there. And I, I've been saying, I've been saying it for a while. I'm not a true believer in the white Sox as weird as it sounds like, I know they're a good team, but like, I think the central is pretty open. And I mean, Detroit could sneak in there. You have the in there, the guardians now who could sneak in there, you know, uh, Kansas city, Maybe I think they're still too young. They like kind of Detroit. So I think the Central's kind of open. And then also with the uh, expanded playoff teams, you never know. I think Minnesota's right in that right in that hunt for like a wild card spot or even taking advantage of the Central. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's super interesting. Like I said, I don't think I've, we've done enough research into these teams um, yet, but it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how like the expanded playoffs shake out, um, how, you know, everything shakes out with this new CBA. Um, because I think there's going to be a lot of openings for, for these teams um, down the stretch. So that's One all thing. for us. I know that we wanted to talk a little bit of starting pitching, but I don't want to make Did you give a team? Um, I said Philly. I was thinking Philly. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll stick with Philly. Like I said, it was beginning of the offseason, um, and Derek Jeter was still there. I would say, like, he's a lock for Miami. Like, a it just makes too much sense. But we know why Jeter left, I think, and that, that was one of the reasons because Miami's not going to want to spend money, so which is unfortunate. So, yeah. like I said, I know we want to talk about starting pitching. I don't really want to get onto this because I think we've gone long enough here. So, um, guys, just thanks for listening here. Again, Jim, just plug everything that you can um, for our listeners here. If you, you don't follow him or if you guys want to go get the book, um, go yeah. yeah, Yeah, no, first and foremost, yeah, follow me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> it's where most of my action's happening. It's uh, at Pass and Jim. P-A-S-S-O-N-J-I-M. Um, and yeah, uh, you'll find the link there in my profile to go and uh, get the books off Amazon if you'd like. Um, it's Hidden Ball Trick. Volumes 1 and 2 are out. 3 is on its way. Um, uh, 15 bucks, I think, for Volume 2 and 12 I think, for Volume 1. Uh, they're good reads. Uh, they're coffee table books. Uh, they're loaded down with numbers, loaded down with maybe things that you've never seen before for stats and, uh, and maybe a good history lesson while you're at it. So definitely do pick them up. But yes. definitely first and foremost definitely follow me on twitter <laughs> that's number one thing yeah go follow him on twitter forget the book forget the book go follow him on twitter he's yeah. better on twitter i'm just kidding i uh, mean i love uh, I, I, I love the interactions on twitter i mean it mm-hmm. to me i don't care if i i mean the, the books I, I love to write the books uh, you know honestly i donate the money that i make from the books to a cause that's close to me back at home so i don't uh, it's not about making money it's about meeting new people and chatting with people and once you get around my twitter long enough you'll see that basically that's that's all i really want i'm in a, a lucky position to have an account that's got the following that it does but it has the interactions that it does um you know, and that's what I'm here for is just to basically get to know other people and talk baseball with people. So, you know, follow me there. Come on in, chat a little bit, you know, talk with the other people that are in the, in the threads and it's, it's a good time. Absolutely. You know, that's what it's all about. I, I think, I mean, I'm the same way. It's like meeting new people. I love it. Um, I think it's, it's fantastic. Um, and, and, you know, just giving that opportunity to, you know, that people listen to you, I think is a pretty cool thing too. You know, yeah. you can put it out there, but people might not always listen to you when, you know, when, when people start listening to you, I think it's, it's, it's pretty cool. So guys just want to thank you all so much for listening here at Talking Halos. I uh, could go follow us wherever you can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's. You can follow Nate at Nate Green 34 and guys, thank you so much and have a great 
rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.